Let's get them. This episode of Talking About Practice is made possible by the Civil War. Because if you don't try to break up every once in a while, are you really even trying? We talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. It's easy to sum it up when you just talk about practice. I mean, it, listen, we talking about practice. I mean, how silly is that? I mean, we talking about practice. We talking about practice, man. We are talking about practice. I'm your host, Drew. Alongside me, as always, co-creator of the show, partner in crime, Derek Isomaki. Yo, what's good, party people? And we have our producer extraordinaire, the bathroom bandit, the Jew for Jesus. We had some other ones, but we'll just go with... Stepman! Did you have one? I was going to say, menorahs for the Messiahs for the menorah. That's right. Yeah, menorahs for the Messiah. That's what it is. Menorahs for the Messiah. Shalom, brethren. Yeah! That's Stepman Brad, everybody. There you go. Uh, Rudy Vasquez, our resident degenerate, is missing. Yeah. I mean, he's not. You don't know where he like, is. It's probably not that we... somebody money right now. Probably, most likely, yeah, that's in, a, uh, in a trash can with cement filled up to his Jesus. neck right now. Yeah. Well, we hope not. I yeah. think he's just on the road, but you never know. On the run, more like it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, Rudy's good. He's totally fine. We love you, Rudy. That would be really sad if that was like <laughs> what it he's, He doesn't have that bad when he just like he's demise. He is. He's like he's, he's suffering like, right now. Like if only they knew. <laughs> mm, sorry, Rudy. Um so our betting angle won't necessarily be covered as well as it usually is, but he'll be back next week. I might have expert Hopefully. analysis. Guaranteed results. Okay? Guaranteed results. Guaranteed That's results, facts. y'all. Yeah. All right. Yo, uh, make sure you're following us on Instagram, TBP, not a game, TBP, not a game. Follow us, we'll follow you back, message us, we'll message you back. Uh, You can check out what we're doing behind the scenes over there. It's a lot of fun. And today, we're actually going to uh, preview a brand new track by friend of the show, Steven Joseph, after after the radio show. We're going to do that live on Instagram, so uh, stick around for that. You get a little little Easter eggs, you know? So enticing right now. Mm. The carrot in front of you, y'all. You can't get this song no, anywhere else. You're not going to, no. So, Only on Instagram Live. Yeah, if you want exclusive music that you can't hear anywhere else, Instagram Live, TBP, not a game, directly after this here radio show. But we do have a radio show, yeah, so... stuff happens. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of stuff happens. A lot of stuff happens. Yeah, stuff is happening out there in the world. The world doesn't stop turning. <laughs> like between this, the shows, the world still goes on. People, just to let you know. Like I know you might think this is the only thing that happen- matters in the world, our show, but uh, other things do happen out there, and uh, we just like to uh, be our little cognitive part in it. <laughs> well put. Yes. Jeez. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of things going on in the world, I guess you know I think it would, we'd be remiss if we actually if we just got straight to the shenanigans and didn't mention anything at all. Obviously, we know what's going on. Uh, 
with Russia invading Ukraine right now. Um, and it's just kind of crazy to me. So there's a couple, there's one thing I learned over this weekend, okay? Just stay with me. As we see the Klitschko brothers uh, sign up, there's another boxer I was looking for his name. I cannot remember it. It starts Noma something. Uh, I remember him being a certified badass. Nomar Garcia Parra? Not Nomar Garcia Parra. Oh, okay. uh, Even though he is a legit Ukrainian and could totally belt some heads. Is he really? No, he's not. Oh, okay, I was going to say, wait, what? No, not even close. Yeah. Garcia Parra does not Garcia Parra. sound uh, very Ukrainian. It does not no. sound Garcia Parra, Kalichko, tomato, potato. <laughs> but my point, no, the, what I was going to say that I was learning is, as you see the Klitschko brothers um, enlist in the reservist army, is that what it is? I think so. That sounds. I, they're you know, getting guns as, and they're fighting back. I, I, I feel the, like everyone you know. at this point's enlisted. Yes, yeah, and that's can, my yeah, point, yeah. right? Um, I believe the Ukrainian military handed out over seventy thousand AK-47s. Um, and if I've learned anything from this past week, is that Ukrainians are about it, about it. No doubt, they are. Yeah, you see <laughs> like, some crazy videos out there. They will take yeah. all the smoke, no doubt, and throw it right back. Like there's been so much, and and this is the first war that we've seen that started in the social media era, right? Like, yeah, that yeah. We've seen. I mean, there was you know the Afghan wars and the Iraq conflicts but and whatnot, they but nothing as, like this. But they nothing weren't as, to this degree. Nothing that yeah. was legitimately troops mm. and you know we invaded and, and whatnot. But like this is definitely on another level that. Um, We've never truly experienced it. Legitimately, is a, a war that is going on, and it's in real time. Yeah, and they're trying and, to take yeah. some time, try, trying to take some land back. It seems like. Yeah. Um, and I guess for me, yes, Ukrainians bout it, bout it for sure. But I also feel like Russians, Ukrainians, call me racist. Kind of the same thing to me. Like I know they're not. I know they're not. And like, but at the same point in time, for me as an outsider just looking in, I'm like, y'all look like you know, kind of the same thing. Y'all have very similar crazy last names. I'm pretty sure y'all speak the same language. I'm not trying to say, like, I'm not trying to be on any side or whatever. I'm just simply saying, I think Russians are about it, about it, just as much as Ukrainians are about it, about it, because I think of Russians, Ukrainians, as the exact same thing to me. Well, because of the USSR. They were all the same. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, you all had that one point in time underneath the steel curtain, and uh, I just feel like all of them are just crazy. <laughs> that's all, that's wait, all I'm pretty wait, much wait, saying. Wait. They're all know. just crazy. I, I get what and you're I saying And I wouldn't now. want to go down okay. any of the road You, you took a really, like, wide turn. I wasn't, I did, you, yes. wasn't too uh, sure where you were maybe, going with that. Yeah. I get it. I'm not trying to say there, go on one Every side. single saying, one of the USSR countries are about about, about it. About it, yes. That's what he's saying. Yes. That they're I, not all the same type of people, okay, yes, but they are the same type of people. I, exactly. They're all USSR. About it, about it. Former USSR, about it, about it. They really, they know suffering. Like, they know what suffering truly is in respect to that. So they're all about about it. I'm still (laughs) – I haven't even got to your point. I haven't even thought about it because I can't get past the fact that you just called what was the form – was the USSR – the Iron Curtain. You just called them the seventies so yeah. defensive line. Hey, I try to give the Steelers. Them, I try to give them more. I try to give you more. <laughs> Steel Curtain. I think a little more strength in there. Was a little bit different Not quite, than the yeah. Iron Curtain. A little bit different. Yeah, um, yeah. But both, nonetheless, tough. Tough. Yes. <laughs> I try to give. I try to give them a little more oomph by giving them steel as opposed to yeah. iron because steel is better than iron, as anyone would know that it's stronger. Obviously. Yeah. Right. Like, come on. But again, Ukrainians, bout it, bout it, bout it. Bout it. Um, and I learned that. So. There you go. Yeah. 
There you have it. Yeah. Shall we move come, on? Come to TBP for your newest insight into the yeah, foreign for, policies around the world yeah, and the differences between. Politics, we got you. Just come here, yeah. baby. We got you. That's what we specialize in. Right, 100%. Shall we move on? I think we probably should. Do you want to talk about Fat Zion or do you want to talk about your Lakers? I do like talking about Fat Zion because right, Fat Zion's kind of funny, but we will get to the Lakers. And you don't have to call them my Lakers right now. I know I'm wearing a Laker hat, but this, <laughs> yeah. this Laker team is not my team. And I have renowned, I've denounced them many times over the past years since LeBron has been there. And you cannot deny me on that. That's fair. Okay. Thank you. Um, and we'll get to your Lakers. Well, yeah. Fine. You- might, as well, might as well revel in it right now. We'll get to Fat Zion later. We'll en- okay. enjoy that. But yeah, the Lakers suck. It's fun to it's it's, <laughs> it's fun to watch LeBron 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 suffer a little bit right now. He needs a little. Uh, he's granted he's gone through his suffering, but this is a uh, this is a different level for him right now. This is they are actually are on the verge of not making the playoffs, and I would that would be hilarious. Just a few years ago, you could not imagine Lakers fans in L.A. booing the Lakers during a regular season game to the Pelicans. You didn't see it happening. They get they get Anthony Davis. They have the one year in the bubble, and it is it's the Pelicans too, which is even sweeter for the Pelicans, I'm sure, because this is the team that we tried taking their superstar from, gave them our our hand. You our, fleeced them, we, yeah. No. I mean they're doing all right right now. I'm yeah. pretty sure are are they not I think higher ranked than the? Uh, they're they're tenth ranked, tenth, okay. but they're only. Uh, Two and a half. Back. Two and a half from the pet from, from, from the, the Lakers. From the Lakers. Yes, from, from the, Lakers. the Lakers. So that was a big game for them to get. Yeah. <clears throat> and this is again. Now I was under the assumption before we got Anthony Davis that we should have traded LeBron James for Anthony Davis. Now you did say that. I on did the radio. say that. Yeah. I did say that on the radio. I am not going to say it again. I'm totally fine with trading LeBron James and Anthony Davis. <laughs> um, so I'm willing to, to double down on my trade and add an extra trade into that mixture. By getting rid of 82 because that man is softer than ice cream that's melted away <laughs> okay and lebron james i'm just over his antics right now and I, i'd rather i'd honestly rather keep russell westbrook because he's just like I, I love his mentality no matter what he's got a dog mentality he's gonna do what he has to do he might be awful but he's my type of awful okay he's not a lebron james type of uh, annoying passive aggressive and he's not soft Okay. So you know, I'm that's really, all you're looking. It's all I'm looking for right now. At this point in time, uh, we are we are in the gutter, and when you're in the gutter, you appreciate the dog mentality that Russell <laughs> Brus- Russell Westbrook has. Well, I can't blame the Lakers fans for booing LeBron James because y'all are a bunch of entitled um, brats as sports fans. Er, well, no, no, er, not, er. in turn, yeah, entitled, no doubt. But at the same point in time, this is a a, a team. That when the season started had a want to say a minus four hundred uh, favorability to win the championship, mm. to which they are now plus four thousand, uh, and you had a LeBron James who went out there and uh, was vehemently on his Twitter with his fingers roasting away of how everyone's you're all gonna laugh later. Yeah. I'm gonna laugh later when you realize this old team that you guys aren't realizing is actually gonna be good is actually awful. And, yeah, didn't he have like a keep that same yeah, energy? Yeah, keep that same energy. Right? So yeah, we are keeping that same energy right now, LeBron. Y'all are trash. Yeah. It's it's hot garbage and it's tough to watch. Fighting for a play in spot is not what the Lakers envisioned going into the season. When Malik Monk is your best thing going around. Well, LeBron still is. No, no doubt. LeBron doubt. I'm not saying he He's hasn't lost that. He is still doing an amazing thing right now. But other than that, it's just like <laughs> poop soup. 
<laughs> it is poop soup. Yeah. And we've talked about it um, a couple years ago on the show. And we actually got a couple people hollering at us saying it was a ridiculous thing to say when we said LeBron was on the decline of his career ascension. And his decline is still better than 90% of the league. But there was a point in LeBron's career where simply by having him on the squad, you were going to be a contender. I mean, he made Mo Williams an all-star. Let's never forget that. I think it might be his greatest playoff accomplishment is that Mo Williams can say former NBA all-star wherever he goes. He took that team to a championship. Now. Not to, well, to, to, to the finals. To the finals, to the I should finals. say. Yeah, yeah, to no, compete yeah. for a championship. Yes. Now, obviously, LeBron, not the exact same player. Still very, very good. But LeBron's leading the league in shots. He's never done that before. LeBron has lost a step on defense, no surprise. He's 37 years old. But for the architect of this team, right, to build the team the way he did, gathering some of his peers and players he has respect for, and continuing to kind of get in the way of the GM's role and put the team he wants to put he wants put together, and then Flip around and make these comments about Sam Presti and wanting another GM or wishing uh, Rob Palenka made moves at the the trade deadline. When you have Russell Westbrook and that was your move and he's owed $45 million. He, uh, on all accounts, Rob Palenka wanted to move Russell Westbrook. Uh, LeBron James wouldn't have it, though. And that to me, again, it's just yes. like this is the, the situation that LeBron James has dug himself into. And he, while I know he is, again, phenomenal player, no doubting his fact, but he really does a kind of a crap job of trying to take on, of trying to build this team. I think when you're, when you're in the middle of the forest, you can't see the tree. When you're in the middle of the forest, you can't see the trees exactly. Wait, is that can't what see it? the forest through the, the trees. trees. Yes. yes. And that's what's the problem. He is in the tre- he's in the forest right now. He's, he can only see the trees in front of him. He can't <laughs> see the full forest. He's amongst the trees. Can't see the forest. There we go. I found my way there, okay? I went you were through my in little the forest, forest right there for a I was, second. No, I was in the weeds right yeah. there. I was, I was in the weeds headed away. But no, he is amongst the trees right now, and he can't see the forest completely. And I think that you need to have that outside presence to be able to try to build the team together. And I think LeBron thinks that he can do everything, and he just needs little pieces to come together. It's like, no, no, you need a full squad still. Like, this is still five guys on the, on the court right now, and you all are not performing. It's awful. It's pathetic. And, and you guys have these superstars that you guys claim to have, and you can't work. It's not working, clearly. To be fair to LeBron, he has put together some really great teams, and this is not to say that the game Okay, the only great team by. he put together was Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, and that was just because they were still really good. Other than that right now, yeah. he hasn't put together any other team. And put, to be that, fair— that, that Cavs team that he was able to, uh, able to do, they drafted Kyrie Irving, and they got Kevin Love. Well, he was a main force behind that Kevin Love trade, but I feel you. Yes, exactly. I'm just simply they saying. They had some pieces in yeah, place. Yeah, they had some pieces already. But at, at this, that point, I'm just simply saying LeBron hasn't. And then he left them, and they were in shambles for a long time. Now they're back to some greatness. Yeah. Looking good. Miami, too. When he left, they went through some pretty rough times. and they right. kind of So he, he, he has a good job of kind of the scorched earth mentality, I feel, wherever he goes. He's like, I'm going to make it my way. Oh, it's not my way. I'm out. Figure it out yourselves. I'm going to greener pastures. And let these ones die away. And I'm ready to, for it to die away. I'm totally ready for this to just scorch it away. Let's be gone with him. Let him figure out what happens with him. When Bronny comes around, that's clearly what he wants to do. 
Uh, and some team is going to take the bait on Bronny, who's not a very good prospect, but they're like, you know what, we got LeBron James, it's going to give us some marketability, and the idea of Bronny playing with LeBron, who doesn't want to watch that? I don't. But who doesn't? Oh, if you're the Kings, you're picking Bronny <clears throat> oh, 100%, number one overall. Yeah. I mean, you better. You're drafting him now. That <laughs> I would say that would probably be the smartest move they've ever made in their entire franchise. They'll yeah. end up trading both of them away within midseason, though. It's the Kings. They're going to yeah, trade yeah. a good decision away. Would it be a good decision to get LeBron? And- for money purposes, for marketing, yes. It's not going to give them a championship nor a playoff run. But you know what? Money's going to come their way through jersey sales and ticket sales. Because the Kings are going to sell tickets with LeBron James there and Bronny. Yeah, in this hypothetical, sure. But still, I don't think... I th- I was just using that as an example. I don't think it matters where Bronny's going to go at that point, aside from the marketability. If yeah. LeBron wants to go and continue to add on his legacy and add some more rings and chase ghosts, as he said... Um, he, they got to figure something out because the Lakers' only shot is to trade some of their major pieces, trade an Anthony Davis, trade a LeBron, and LeBron, if if I believe, still has a no trade clause, so he has to go somewhere he wants to go. Yeah, so. I don't even know who, who who I'd want on the team right now. That's the thing. There's nobody that's like truly enticing to me. I think the Lakers are in a position where after this era with LeBron is over, you just strip the whole thing down. No doubt. You know, started new. You're always going to be able to pick up some free agents, but just strip it down. I mean, they they need a revamp of their culture and everything else. You know, I mean, yeah. Kobe was that team for two decades, and until LeBron got there, that team's just floundered. You got the one championship, but I mean, overall, if if you're looking at how great LeBron has been, and just look at his this is his third or fourth season, fourth season with the Lakers. Right. Yeah. Season one, he gets injured. They miss the playoffs. Season two, they get Anthony Davis. They win a championship. Last year, they go out in the first round. This year, if they miss the playoffs or are in the play-in, end up having to deal with Phoenix in the first round or something like that, and get bounced in five games, you got to say this move so far has failed. It's been a failed experiment. Yeah, no doubt. I, I'm willing to. Mark it up as a failure already myself, but that's just me being able to. Well, you've been gun. ready yes. to fail on LeBron coming to the Lakers 100%. since before he got to the Lakers. It was an F from the get go, uh, <laughs> and at this point in time, I, I just you know, it's not a fun team for me to watch. So it's like, yeah, I'm waiting to get me interested in this team again by getting rid of some, get some new talent in there. We need some new blood. I want to, you know, take it in. I want to take this team in and actually enjoy them. As opposed to having to witness this part <laughs> that's in front of us. <laughs> Let it just waste away, please. All right. All right. Um, I think I think uh, I think we're good here. You, you got it you all. You buried them. Chest? Yeah, I got it out. Yeah, I'm okay. out. <clears throat> I'm cleansed. Okay. You know, I feel better. No, I had to do it for Rudy too. Rudy wanted to to expel his some energy, so I did it for him too. So uh, be gone with you, Satan. <laughs> I never knew you. All right, moving on. Um, let's stay with hoops just for a minute here. Uh, James Harden makes his debut in Philly. Do you guys think Philly's going to make a real run with James Harden there now? This looks like a, they're, they're melding together very well, Embiid and Harden. It seems like, the, honestly, a good combination, and I think the rest of the East should be very scared because they're going to make a run. They have the stars. They have the people around them as well. Uh, this is a legitimate Sixers team. And Sixers fans, for once in your life, my goodness, get up. Other than Allen Iverson, you got something to root for. 
you know? <laughs> I know Philly, they, you kind of, like, you know, have a tough time out there. But this uh, could be your year. I, I, I'm willing to put – I would put my money on them. If I was going to put money on a team for, like, a, a little bit of value, I would take the Sixers. Will you pull up the odds, the futures for the NBA? Watch them be favored. <laughs> um, well, I'm just curious because I would never put any amount of money on James Harden winning a title. Um, I just I've seen him melt down in the playoffs too many times to think it's a coincidence at this point. Um, and also, it would be hard for me to I had never seen Joel Embiid play full season and a full playoffs. Yes, sir. All right, Warriors uh, are at plus four twenty five. Suns at four fifty. The Sixers are at plus seven hundred. Are you looking for any other teams? No, I'm just curious. Yeah. I'm curious to hear that the Warriors are still that high. Um, I mean, it's really close between the Warriors and the Suns, so it's, you should expect that with Curry and Thompson. I mean, back. if you're willing to put the full floundering in the playoffs, James Harden, then what do you give that to Chris Paul? He owns that award. Mm-hmm. He is that award. He is the Mister. Floundering in the playoffs award goes to the Chris Paul floundering in the playoffs award goes to James Harden this year. That's what's happened in the past couple of years. But J- Chris Paul has had his staple on that award and he owns it until he gets that off his back. And it's not going to happen, I feel, because I got no faith in the guy. I got more faith in James Harden than I do Chris Paul. And it's interesting that the Brooklyn Nets are just a plus six hundred uh, to win, so they're just above the Sixers to win that that title. Which well, is when, is K- when is KD coming back? Supposed to come back this Soon. week, I believe. Okay. And let's I wanted to talk about that. So Ben Simmons is rumored to be just about ready to come back. My question is, he they're saying he's not gonna he's most likely not gonna play in that Philly game. If he's ready, are you playing him in Philly? Why not? I feel like you should. For the Ju- drama, baby. Yeah, for the drama. Let's go. It just depends on how he feels at that point, which who knows what it could be. I just don't see it happening. If I'm that franchise, I think, yes, I I want you to just put this behind you, go get it over with, because um, where they're positioned right now, it's a possibility to face them, Brooklyn and Philly, to face each other in round one. And I want Ben Simmons to – obviously he's had some uh, mental health issues going on. And certainly, um, all that and that goes on in Philadelphia. Well, let's say the air in Philadelphia is known to give Ben Simmons uh, mental health issues, but the air in Brooklyn, we might be a little bit better for him. So you don't know. It might be less mentally challenging to breathe in Brooklyn than it is to breathe in Philadelphia. But do you for want- Ben Simmons in particular, just for Ben Simmons' mental intake? Do you want your star that you just traded for? to get those jitters out in Philadelphia in game one in the first round or the second round? I mean, or would you rather just get it over with? The guy is mentally soft to begin with, Ben Simmons. I mean, so I, don't I would him, say maybe I see how you could draw that conclusion. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because, you know, that, that air in Philly, you know, it's, it's tough. It's it tough to tough. breathe in, you know? It is tough. I mean, their, their biggest superhero is a fictitious character in Rocky. You know, they can't even have real ones out there. They just take on Rocky as their guy, and guy wasn't even real. That's yeah. their biggest hero. <laughs> Someone who wasn't even real. Sorry, Philly. That's what you live up to. Are we all good over there? Yeah, we're good. Just keep talking. Okay. okay. <laughs> I don't know why you guys stopped. Oh, you're making kind of a racket over there. I just wanted to make sure we're all good. Yeah, we're good. I'm taking care of it. 
Okay. It's my job as a producer. Mm. Your job is to talk. Mm. My job oh. is to produce. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. Well, look at <laughs> look at them on, on on look how big they are on Brad right now. Wow. <laughs> this guy is flexing. Um, did you feel bad when you saw the float during Mardi Gras of Zion Williamson being a giant fat man? No, uh, I missed that. I didn't see that. Oh, you didn't I, see I, I it. All right, I'm going to pull no, this one up. Yeah. Have you seen this? No, I have not. Oh, my God. Really? Wow. Okay. So uh, Mardi Gras was happening in New Orleans. There's a, a float that goes by with a big painted Zion Williamson on the side. Um, and he's fat. I mean, he is fat, fat in this in this work of art. Um, and it's... I just want... Well, I guess now we have to see it. Uh, Brad's but, doing a really terrible job of finding it. Yeah. There we go. It's our internet. I take a, Not Brad. It's, 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 it's the internet. internet. Calm yourself. But it's Brad, too. The internet's struggling to show us this float. When you're directed by Brad, it's even tougher. But once you see it... All right, here we go. All right, so it's a floating uh, during Mardi Gras. Everyone's partying, throwing beads, doing their thing, playing some music. And all of a sudden, on the side uh, is a big oh. fat Zion dunking a ball with a bunch of money. And I just wanted to remind everyone, Zion Williamson is only 19 years old. Do you think it's fair to have a float of you just being fat and dunking money? Well, in the world where we don't like fat shaming, apparently, it's totally fine to do it to Zion Williamson, so I'm all for it. I mean, he's 21. Shame. Yeah, 21. There he's not 19. He's fair game now. Okay, he's no longer a teenager. He has lost his adolescence, and the dude is tubby. He's a little tubster. All right, so I you mean, don't feel bad. As no, I just no, feel not bad. At all. The, guy, the guy should definitely, I mean, at the same point in time, you're a professional athlete, my dude. You should probably stay in some weight because uh, you realize it's kind of important, especially for a basketball player. It doesn't go well for you. If you are overweight, it's not good for your body in general, not just being a professional athlete, just as a, uh, you know, commonality of being overweight, not great for you. And this guy really has put on a lot of poundage. And this is a team that had a lot of expectations for him. And he hasn't done anything for them. really. I mean, he's given him some hype. He looks fun out there. He could be a spectacular. He's given us some amazing action. But do you you understand how hard it would be to remain in shape in New Orleans. That's pretty tough. Yeah, yeah no doubt. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? I'm sure the eating is good. Oh my God, yeah, I can't imagine just beignets and uh, Cajun food all day. I mean, that's why I feel like you gotta start getting yourself a professional chef, my dude. One hundred percent. That's, that's gotta be like yeah. added, number one thing you should probably buy yeah. as as a that a and a personal trainer, personal trainer, personal chef. Get out there and a driver. Boom. Mm-hmm. That's your three right there. So they were saying that. Zion was going to be the next LeBron James. LeBron James is 6'9", 250. Zion Williams is 6'6", 317. So, uh, yeah. And he, and you look, at, you look at what he, yeah. Look at what he was at Duke. He was muscular. He was fit. He goes to uh, New Orleans and he just bloats out. For somebody that watched him throughout his whole entire high school or college career, it is night and day difference whole on what he looks like. college career. I mean, We're talking well, like one 17 year, games. One year. It's called yeah. it's called beignet, not bigno. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> what a dumb pun. That's but. my style of joke, and it was poor. No, no, that was actually funny. Uh, all right, you don't do yours at the right time. That's your problem. I did mine. I was beignet, not bigno. Okay, come on. That's I got it. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're welcome, world, for my stupidity. <laughs> um, I don't oh, remember man. people saying he was going to be the next LeBron. I. 
do remember seeing Zion as a totally different athlete um, than you're used to seeing. He's always been thick, and he's always been incredibly athletic and strong. And he came into camp last year really cut, and this year he did not. And you never know what's going on. I just think a little unfair to be making floats of him being fat in this age of social media and how sensitive these younger dudes seem to be in this society we're in. No doubt. And, and, I, and I, as, I, as cold as I was in my uh, reception of this float, it is tough. And I, there, are, there is a double standard out there that is unfair to all the gentlemen out there that are struggling with their own body issues. Because it is a real thing out there for yeah. everybody and not just the females. And we should be sensitive to both parties. But at the same point in time, you're fat, my dude. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. Sorry, Zion. When you're making that much money, you, you can actually afford to be fit. And you can actually, also afford to be fat, too. You know yeah, I'm you're just saying? Right. You are not it goes, wrong there. It's both ways. You got you to like, make a choice. I'm looking at you, DJ Khaled. Like, he's afforded to be fat. Like, DJ Khaled, you know what? You're, 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 you know what? Do what you want to do. <laughs> you probably can't see your own penis, but, you know, that's between <laughs> you and God and your wife and your hand. <laughs> Any, any anything else that's between? No, let's go ahead and uh, roll some music so I can read some uh, read some adver- ad- advertisement over advertisement over here. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's bring it down. There we go. Oh, let's bring it I- back. Things are breaking. <laughs> All right. Russia let's... invasion. Oh, here we go. Wow, that's that was so. Insensitive. I'm gonna take a time. Brad, I'll be wow, back. I'll Brad, be back. Not dude, funny. Wow. Okay. Not a punny. Nope. And poorly timed. You really hit the trifecta of a bad joke. That's my. And life. insensitive. You really capped it off there. I mean, mine was kind of insensitive, but it was racist towards white people, and we're totally fine with that. You know, we can totally do that here. Well, aren't they white too? Yeah, that's. A, I was racist towards white people, so that's why it was okay. Uh, okay. That's correct. Yeah. Yours is just insensitive and awful. Mine was insensitive but funny because it's making fun of white people, which is totally fine. Okay. This day and age. All right, Lear- lesson learned. Lesson yeah. learned. There you go. Producer. I mean, I won't like take too much heat to it, but you know, lesson learned. Yeah. We love you, white people. I am one of you. I'm also not one of you. I'm half of you. All uh, right. So <laughs> I don't even know what to do with that. Let's just reset. I feel like you can never say I love you, white people. I feel like that's just never actually. You can't say that. You know. It's politically incorrect to say. I no, love you, no. White I just people. feel like it. You don't want to be chanting, yeah, white people, you know? You know what I'm saying? Like, just yeah. in this country, you know? Well, that's how the Holocaust Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, exactly. There's a lot of bad history behind you screaming. You can be stoked about yeah. being white. It's just when you, you gather. Yeah, you gather you and, like, chanting, yay for being white. Yay, yeah, white so, people. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's when it becomes that's a, bit a of real much. problem. Yes, a little bit but much. But behind closed doors, you can look at your yeah, homie yeah. or your family and be like, hey, being white, it's awesome, right? No, yeah, I, I dude. <laughs> just do it behind closed go- doors in small gatherings. Yes, that's what it's. And or just claim it on the mountaintop that I have more privilege than you. <laughs> so you know, just own it. Uh, Pudge twenty five fifty two just hit that, us. That, that's Garrett. Garrett just yeah. hit us up, and I'm gonna go with Pudge twenty five fifty two. <laughs> just hit us with Brad is awful. And honestly, great use of three words. Way to string them together. Be efficient there, Garrett. In, out. That's what we like around here. That's he also did, joke. I see, wait, Zion equal butt? He, bust. He's bust. Zion okay. is a bust okay. is what he's saying. I mean, I he's like, all about those three yeah. words. It's great. I do also like I do also like Zion equal butt because <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot of butt out there on this guy. 
that, that, I feel like there's a few butts on that guy. That was another fat joke. <sighs> He's got a fat ass. Anyway. <laughs> Are we going to get to the reads anytime soon? Uh, maybe. Maybe just a little bit. Okay. Oh, wait. We, we went so long that our music's now ending. Yeah, can you hit me? Uh, I, I got you another one. Here, we're going to go with uh, some pound cake. All right. Something that Zion eats a lot of. Better. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah, yeah, that was better. good. Yeah, that was well done. I was trying to yeah, get to no. it, but you got to no, it quicker. Got, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do love me some pound cake, though. I will say. Yeah. Yeah, pound cake's good. Yeah. Uh, whipped cream and strawberries. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pound cake or cheesecake? Ooh, cheesecake. Cheesecake can't yeah. count. Yeah, What's your favorite dessert? Um, I'm gonna let you think about it. Yeah. You think about it. I'm gonna work, do these reads and I'm gonna yeah, come back, come to, back you. to you. Matter of fact, give me your top three desserts. Okay. Ooh, Ladies nice, and gentlemen, nice. Here stay we go. right there. Brad and Derek's top three desserts coming up. But first, we want to thank our friends over at Friends of the Arts, your local, your state local partner to the California Arts Council. Wow, can I speak? Let's start this again. Friends of the Arts, your state local partner to California Arts Council since 2001. Friends of the Arts creates economic opportunity by producing and supporting events and by publishing a bi-monthly arts and culture newsletter. To stay in the know, or have you ever, or have your, <laughs> Jesus. You're doing great, bud. Doing great. Keep it up. If you'd like to stay in the know or you want to have an event listed, just visit friendsof.art. Wow. Jesus. That was pathetic. Oh, my God. Woo. Yeah, you should <clears throat> You should really. Hooked on phonics, my man. I hear they work. Sports. I did quite a bit of it, and it didn't work out didn't too work. well for me, okay, so I'm well. here. Did you really do Hooked on Phonics? I actually did Hooked on Phonics when I was a kid. As you can see, it failed me. Thanks, Mom. Appreciate it. I mean, you are using your voice in a, you know, so you kind of did work. It worked for, like, you know, a hobby. Yeah. It didn't work in a certain way. Like, you do speak English. But I don't speak well. No, you don't. Let's move on. Let's get to the news. (laughs) Are we not doing our top three? Oh, I was going to say, like, I did my research on this one. Well, you already started looking stuff up. Go ahead. Hit me with number three. Brad's top favorite three desserts of all time. (laughs) Number three, bread pudding. Mm, Mmm. Good one. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Number two, strawberry cheesecake. Ooh. And number one, anything red velvet. Wow. Okay. Red velvet. Okay. All right. Derek, Uh, number three. Brownie, a nice warm oh, chocolate brownie. Okay, yeah, all right. Cannot go wrong with that. Number two. I'm just going ice cream, cookie, cookies and cream ice cream. Okay, okay? All right. That's that's my go-to right, right. there. Cookies and, and cream, feeling feeling so fine. And your number one dessert of all time, cheesecake. It is. Yeah, right. it's gonna be a little nice, classic. Yeah, classic yeah, right there. Classic. Can that's never a great go wrong list. with it. That's yeah. a great list. Yeah. I think all three of those would be in mine. Maybe a different order. Um. Steph and I recently got a uh, a uh, sweet potato cheesecake. What? And it was flames, bruh. Interesting. Was that okay. in uh, Phoenix? <clears throat> no, it was actually at the Hive out in Orland. Huh? Oh, yeah. how was that place? I've heard good things. Yeah, it was fire. Really? Yeah. Right, we'll have to check yeah. it out sometime. All the soon. desserts were bomb. Are you guys, when you have a cupcake, do you peel off the bottom half of and course. then smash it on the top and oh. make a... Or what? Or you get like two no. of them together, you saying? 
Oh, so you cut the... Okay, I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, so I get the uh, cupcake, and I you peel the bottom off. in half. Okay, I've seen that before. And then I smush it on the top, and then I make an Oreo I've seen that before. No, I do not no. do that. I usually just peel it off and just... just yeah. Yeah. I like or like good, I'll pick and pry from it. Mm. I like a good cake to frosting ratio, and I feel like if you just start at the top, it's all oh, frosting. Oh, game changer. So I, I, I mush them together, yeah. and then I get a look. I it's like a macaroon at that point in time. Yeah, kind yeah. of. Oh, like, yeah. I, all right. Yeah, yeah. No, I've seen that. I've so, seen that technique before. It's, it's 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 a quality technique. I will commend you on that. Uh, thank your you. Cupcake, thank you. Cupcake eating uh, potential. Yeah, thank um, you. Yeah, it, it, it does a well job of getting that okay. uh, that cake into your it's mouth. It's a great. Yeah, you get perfect ratio. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you learn nothing today, learn that you can rip the bottom portion of a cupcake off, put it on the top, create a sandwich, and you have the perfect ratio of cake and frosting. You're welcome. This there is Drew yeah. signing off. <laughs> No, nothing else to do after that yeah, right now. No. And, and next Mike up. Mike dropped. Yeah. I feel like we should have some news from Derek Isumaki. All right. All right. Now it's some news. Okay, let's go. When news breaks in the tri-state area or the world. Breaking news. Breaking news. Derek Isumaki has breaking news. That is right, y'all. Town 4. The news. So a recent study just came out on our love of phones. Saying roughly 6 out of 10 people could not cope with being separated from their phones for a day. 6 out of 10. That's a lot. I'm sorry. Applause to you 4 out of 10 who are able to go without your phone because that's good for you. Try to drop it off every once in a while, y'all. It's not needed. Even though, as I say that with my phone in my hand. <laughs> now, that study additionally found that one out of eight people suffered from anxiety from a dying phone. When the battery is reaching a certain point, uh-oh, they get clammy. Maybe not necessarily clammy. I don't know how people respond in anxiety situations. But they get anxiety nonetheless for when their clo- their phone is going down. Yeah, I gotta feel you're in a pretty special place in life where you where you, what what gives you anxiety is your phone dying, and not at, not you actually dying. You know? Yeah, it's called privilege. Yeah, I was gonna say like we're, we're pretty cool spot right now. That our our big our, our a lot of people's issues is my phone could be dying right now. There's a lot of people out there who could be like I could be dying right now. Right. Like legitimately, <laughs> next to me, someone just died. That could have been me. Yes. But no, your phone could die, and that's rough. Hey, I would say don't sweat the small stuff, but apparently a lot of you do. Just know where you're at, y'all. Perspective. It does you a lot of good. Now, going on to our fun of the day. We got a good one, because this is... I feel this man's pain right off the bat. We're going into Texas. And in Texas, you don't want to mess with the person's food let alone their barbecue. When you come with the barbecue, you best come correct. That's correct. No toying around. Give everyone what they want, and everyone's happy. Unfortunately for Andre Thomas, it didn't end so well for him. My man Andre got himself some food to go from his local barbecue joint. This is at a, a Dickie's Barbecue Pit. And asked for, make sure the barbecue, had enough barbecue sauce for his plate. So they gave him some barbecue sauce on the side. Unfortunately for when Andre, when he left, not enough barbecue sauce. 
My mind likes it saucy, and it wasn't saucy enough for him. So what does Andre do? Goes back to the said Dickies and starts causing a ruckus. So much so that, and he's so mad at this point, that he actually follows a couple of the employees home and shoots one of them. That's right. What? Andre wanted his barbecue sauce so bad that if you didn't give it to him, nope, bullets flying. Obviously, Andre did get himself arrested and is held on two aggravated assault charges. This shot did not kill said person, just hit him in the arm and broke the said arm. But nonetheless, shot because you didn't give the man enough barbecue sauce. That's a tough story to tell your kids. What is a tougher story that he's going to have to explain to his kids is why are you going to a Dickies when you live in Texas? That is true. That Dickies is actually 100%. Is solid for California. When Texas, yeah, you like, find you find the grungiest looking sign and like that's where I'm eating my food at right now. You find a gas station, they probably have better t- uh, barbecue than Dickies. Literally, yeah, legit. Yeah, that would be like going to Mexico and going to Taco Bell. You know what I'm saying? Truth. Yes, there we go. So uh, my man Andre, clearly that's why he wanted the barbecue sauce. He needed to make it taste better, you know. <laughs> hey, but no doubt, Dickies is pretty. Yeah. Good. I will say, yeah, again, <laughs> I will say for being for me. If we ever get one, I will take it for sure. Uh, yeah. We have slim pickings out here in yeah, these parts for barbecue, so I will take it. Um, but we, again, when you're in Texas, it's like you said, yeah, Taco Bell in Mexico. Yep. Not good. Yep. All right, Andre, I feel for you. Not enough barbecue sauce. And that's the thing that I will say is a thing that does irk me. Hit me with my grinds, my gears right now, would you, my dude? Give me one sec. Give me one sec. Here we go. You know what really grinds my gears? When the drive through doesn't give you enough taco sauce for your tacos. Oh. Ooh, now, yeah. now, I'm not going to be like Andre and come up and start shooting up the place if they don't give me enough tacos, but I will for sure make sure I stack up the next time I go. Because I know I can plan ahead that someone's going to forget me in my hot sauce. If I get five items, I expect at least ten packs of hot sauce in there. Minimum. I want two per item. I think that's not enough to ask for. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. You know, minimum two. Now, if you're not going to minimum one per item, that's what I will say. But two is wanted. Two hot sauces per item. Yeah. Hot sauce packs. So I'm looking at you. I also think on the front end, you need to let... Um, your customers know if they come to order a specific meal and you don't have said hot sauce that that customer wants, you should let them know upon them requesting that when they put in their order because it can totally switch up what I'm going to eat. No doubt. Sauce is everything. Yeah. So again, I feel Andre's sauce is pain. Forever. Sauce is life, okay? Juice is temporary. Sauce is forever. Amen. I got no retort to that. Okay. That's the news. All right. <laughs> All right, let's class up the show a bit. Let's bring on Aaron, our foreign correspondent, to help us with the things we're not paying enough attention to. So, Aaron, welcome back. Hello. How's it going, guys? It's going super over here. So Yeah, Derek was really bringing down the show today, I'm not going to lie. So I do best. (laughs) Very true. Which part specifically? Well, first I would like to say I'm a little disappointed that he didn't mention our mother's chocolate bun cake as one of his favorite desserts because it is so good. I take it that is that's like usually my most requested cake on my birthday. Yeah. So I take it back. Like that everyone. is that is my number yeah. one. Yeah. The double chocolate bun cake. Yeah. With that yeah. icing. Mm, please and thank you. Yeah. It's uh Aaron, I, I could I, eat the whole I apologize. One. I apologize to my mother for uh, not putting her on that list. She deserves she's not number one. Yeah. She's prime one, you know. 
She's like, you know, mm. everything else after that was just one, two, three, but gotcha. she's prime one. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, prime one. Talk it's on another level yes. is what I'm hearing. Yeah. No okay. other dessert can ever compete with those, with that bun cake. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Any, anything else? Any other uh, issues you have with your brother over here? And um... Yeah, let's not revisit them. You know, we don't need to bring okay, this show down enough. anymore. Fair we enough. can just, we can go on a, a high note. Let's class do right it. There. Nothing but class. <laughs> Let's do it. Class, class, class. So what are we talking today, Aaron? What are you catching us up on? Yeah, so I did want to I did tell you I wanted to do a hockey update, but we wanted to do an honorable mention to Kurt Kitayama at the Honda Classic this yeah, yeah. weekend. He shot two under for sixty eighth uh third place of Chico, California. Also born in nineteen ninety three, so of all of you feel bad about yourselves. You'll start now. I played uh, basketball against him, too, in high school. He went over to Chico High. Great basketball player. Could have gone to college and played, but ended up going to Reno and playing golf over there and extending his career to golf. So good good job, Kurt. Congratulations. Yeah, and still super young. They had a great lineup. You know, Brooks Kepka played, uh, Gary Woodlawn. So, you know, he beat out some good talent. Thanks for making that all about you, Brad. <laughs> I mean, it was all about him. Like, it was great. And, like, I played against him, watched him play basketball. And it was great to see him actually succeed in a sport that he was actually a heck of a lot better in. I mean, you make a lot of more money in golf. And you have a, you know, so. You, yeah. You don't you have could. The, I mean, the injury risk is not as bad to others. So. Yeah, and yeah. you can play it forever. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And you have the senior tour right after. It's great. Yeah. Shouts to Kurt. All right. So, uh, <laughs> now, now to hockey. Um, Fuck yeah. We've got about we've got about two months left. Um, the uh, the regular season ends on April 29th, and that feels like it's been going to be very static. Um, you know, we had that three four weeks at the end of uh, January or end of December, beginning of January, where a whole bunch of games were postponed. So that means there is going to be. A lot of makeup games in the next two months. It's going to be fast and furious. They've played about 50 games. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be really exciting because in the Western Conference, um, there are five teams within six points of the second wild card spot. Um, so, yeah, there's there's going to be a lot of exciting hockey. I think uh, things are going to be uh, – pretty uh, pretty fluid so it's going to be a really exciting uh, final two months um and not to brag but the avalanche currently have the best record in the league at 39 10 and 4 they are killing it um they were playing the jets uh last week and uh the jets were leading 3-0 but then the avalanche caught them and ended up winning 6-3 so i'm feeling optimistic this year is the avalanche's year so all right, help me out here. I'm betting on hockey. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. Not a lot, but you know, to make it to spice it up for me a little <clears throat> bit. And I'm looking for some great value. And so as I go down here, obviously the team you're talking about, Avalanche plus four twenty four, Golden Knights plus five fifty, Lightning plus eight hundred. I'm looking for some some flyers here. Not literally Philadelphia ones, but I'm, yeah, look, I'm not, looking. Don't pick them. I'm looking to take a little bit of a jump here, a little bit of a, a chance here, and I'm really liking. Let's see here, I'm really liking the the Panthers at plus two thousand. Now the you know what? The Panthers I, started off on fire, didn't they? Uh, they did. Um, 
And, uh, and you know, they've held steady. They're, they're still doing well. So, yeah, I would say if you are going to uh, pick one team, I would, I would say Florida Panthers. Um, I, I, they are the team that I would go with. But uh, if you want to bet some real money, Give me a day, and I'll send you some real fast. Okay. Yes, no, I want that. So your avalanche are sitting pretty, and I got the number wrong. Your avalanche are um, Vegas's odds-on favorite to win as well at plus 400. Then you have the Panthers at plus 750, Lightning 750, Maple Leafs plus 900, on and on. So I, the, they're not as much of a value play as I thought, but I still throw a little, throw a little 50, see what happens there. That could be fun. Yeah, absolutely. I, and, yeah, the, you might want to, you know, throw the money down ma- now because, like I said, um, the, the next two months are going to be fast and furious, and, um, you know, things could change wildly, um, you know, within just a couple of games So because you, of how the, the rest of the season is going to play out. Are there are there any major storylines as far as, like, any any major shakeups that happened in the NHL before the trade deadline that you think could make a difference going into this Stanley Cup run or you know are we standing pretty pat where we where we were going into that yeah I I think there's it doesn't look like anything wild is going to happen yet um the only thing that I can think of maybe um you know, the NHL took a very hard line against Russia and Belarus. Um, you know, they, they had a really strong statement. Um, and I think part of that is because, you know, there are a lot of Russian players in the NHL. And, um, you know, that if, if they end up sanctioning Russian players, that could, that could be pretty destructive to uh, a team. Um, maybe not just maybe not in their lineup, but you know, it's definitely you know mentally, emotionally. So that's the only thing that I can think of off the top of my head. There we go. <laughs> Brad's got a lot going on over here, Aaron. <laughs> it's pretty funny to watch. <laughs> which I wish you could see him right now. He's just he's just struggling. Um, all right, so. We're taking the Panthers. I'm taking the Panthers. You're going to take the Avalanche. We're going to put a little Munsky down. I don't know why I call it Munsky. I don't know what's happening with me today. It's been a long day. Uh, and we're going to we're going to ride this thing out. Uh, you got anything for us on your way out? That's it. Nice talking to you guys. Always. Thank you. We're excited about having hockey back on the show. And uh, we're going to put a little money down. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Talk to you later, guys. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> I don't know why that bye-bye just caught me off guard. <clears throat> what can I say? You know, got something for the people. Uh, you want to do a North State update? Yes, sir. Here we go. <laughs> I swear it's the internet. Here uh-huh. we go. Yeah, not you being bad at your job. It's I, I mean, it could it. honestly be both. It really could. He's oh, got facts. Go. He's got stats. And his name is Brad. It's time for Statman Brad's North State Update. 
It is playoff time, everybody. CCAA and high school playoffs for basketball. Let's start with the women. They end their season. Chico State, unfortunately, with the one-game losing streak. Yes, that's right. They lost their last game, but they finished 13-10 overall, 10-8 and in conference. They'll be playing the first round against Cal State Dominguez Hills on Thursday. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yep. Doesn't a streak? Okay, yeah, I get, I get what I said. One? I was rolling through it. I understand. So you can't have a one-game losing streak, just to clarify. Yes. All right. You're right. They lost, though. Yes. So okay. they start the. Uh, yeah. They lost to Cal State East Bay, 66-74 in the last game. They'll be playing Cal State Dominguez Hills on Thursday. The men, they actually had a winning streak. More than one. It was six to end their season. 19-3 and three overall, 15-3 and three in conference. The last standings in the nation, they were ranked number 11. I could see after those last two, they could probably jump up another spot or two. But they will have a first-round bye. And <clears throat> they are the number two team in the conference. Cal State, San Bernardino is number one. So they'll be awaiting the Cal Poly Pomona, Cal State San Marcos matchup. Which, remind you, they beat Cal State San Marcos the last time they played February 19th, 63-57. to So that'll be a great matchup and huge for the regional rankings if we can get that matchup once more. Um, and Chico State gets a win there to face Cal State San Bernardino in the finals. For high school basketball, playoff time, both PV boys and girls have... Home court advantage throughout playoffs. PV girls are ranked number two playing against Evergreen Valley. They'll be going on into the D3 North State North State playoffs. PV playing is number one seed in the D3 North State playoffs playing against Santa Cruz. And Enterprise is also in there at number Oh, wait, sorry. They're in D4, and that is not D3. <laughs> I take that back. It, that's right. Enterprise is in the girls' uh, bracket for D3, and they're number nine. And Chico High is number 11, playing against Dixon, who is number six. Baseball and softball season has started and is in full swing for both for Chico State. The softball team is 14-4. They're on a four-game winning streak right now, and they are 6-2 and two in conference, having a big series against Cal State San Bernardino. Their next series is this weekend against Cal Poly Humboldt. So weird to say. Still so weird. They'll be playing at Cal Poly Humboldt four games, doubleheader on Friday and Saturday. Chico State Baseball has 11-2 record. They are on a seven-game win streak, two Kind of really lopsided losses against Fresno Pacific. And I say lopsided. One of them was a 7-8 to eight loss, but they walked over 10, 10 uh, batters that game. But since then, they've been routing everyone that they've faced. They have a, they have a series against Cal Poly Pomona. Single game Friday, doubleheader Saturday, and a single game Sunday. Check them out. At KPAY 1290, they're on the road at Cal Poly Pomona. That is your North State update.
You know, I appreciate that you uh, show love to the local community, but um, I don't think it's necessary to always shout out another radio station. Well, that's where you can listen to it because you can't see them. Yeah, I'm willing to do that. Yeah, right, fair yeah. Like, if they're home, the I won't say it, but if they're away, I'll say it. The K-Pay, yeah. All right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, you got to give a shout out to the proper people. All right, apologies. I guess I'm outruled here. I mean, don't listen to it when our show's on. Obviously. Well, yeah, oh, absolutely. Obviously. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. If they're playing on a Monday, I will no. never shout them out. No. But if it's a weekend, yeah. why not? All right, fair enough. We like our. They're local too, people, right? Yeah, they're local. So, um, you don't have much time, but do you want to get in a foot and mouth, or you want to save it? Uh, we can save it. Okay. Yeah. A lot going on. Yeah, a lot going on. Uh, I did want to mention something real quick here because I think it's totally changing the landscape of how we're covering um, the NFL. Troy Aikman is rumored to be um, going to ESPN on a $20 million a year contract. What? Monday night, eh? Monday night football. Okay. He may be bringing Joe Buck with him. Oh, no. When dollar amounts start flying like that, it only makes sense. Um, This is just going to go up and up and up. CBS really set the president press precedent mm-hmm. with paying Tony Romo 17 million a year which again I don't understand why these uh, companies are paying these guys this much amount of money there's no one I'm like oh you know what I'm gonna tune to the game that Tony Romo is playing right uh, talking about right now I'm gonna watch the team that I want to watch I'm gonna watch my team and then whatever game game I can watch half the time I don't even have a choice in what game I'm watching I'm just presented a game and that's what I have to watch and half the time it is Joe Buck and Troy Aikman or Tony Romo and whatever the guy he does it with either way I'm not choosing the game because some guy is telling me what's happening in there I'm watching it because it's football just because it's football you have Kermit the Frog and Ernie from Sesame Street and I would still watch it I would take Statler and Waldorf announcing that game from, not Sesame Street, but it's Muppets. The Muppets. Yeah, I'm talking the about Muppets the Muppets. Guys? I feel like yes. those would be the, yeah. the the better ones. Yeah, there you go. Maybe more. On See, your I, level. I don't know why these media companies feel they need to pay no, these guys. I, I think because it's all optics, and they want everything to feel big, and they want to feel legitimized. Obviously, the um, the ESPN Monday Night Football broadcast came under some scrutiny um, over the past couple of years with all the different shakeups. But here's the thing. If you want, if you really want people to tune in, get better games. Yeah, that's it. We're gonna tune into the games. Yes, does it feel like a bigger game to me when Joe, uh, when Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are calling it? Yeah, because they usually get Fox's game of the week, and it's usually, you know, a better matchup. But if the matchup is poop, there's nothing you could do about that. Yeah. And you don't have to pay these guys the way you're paying them because we're still going to tune in regardless of who's behind the mic. And personally, I'd rather hear more of a keep to leave than the traditional way we've been getting broadcasts. Mm-hmm. There you go. I mean, it really comes down to also the NFL allowing for those changes midweek and allowing for those changes like, okay, you might be a Monday night, but you might have to be switched to a, like a, a Sunday afternoon game if you're a bad matchup midway through the season. I just think that's next to impossible to do with actual days of the week because you have people who purchase tickets. Yeah, no, I agree. traveling and things of that nature. That's why you could switch a game from a day game to an evening game, Mm -hmm. but to switch a whole other day, that's tough on folks that are traveling for the game, taking time off work, whatever the case may be. I mean, I think what they can do is just certain teams are not allowed to play on Monday night. Yeah. You know, like from the get-go, Jets, not allowed on Monday night. Don't want to see you guys there. You don't deserve it. 
At this yeah. point in time, I'm over Cleveland being on Monday night. Y'all have lost your opportunity to be on Monday night. You're not there anymore. I'm willing to uh, cut out the Atlanta Falcons, too. You're gone. No Monday night games for y'all, okay? Like, I think we just go down the list of teams you don't want to see on Monday night. So we... I want Washington, the Washington football team. No more Monday night games for you. I'm done with y'all. Y'all until, no, until they, it's kind of like Christmas Day. Prove yourself. You got to earn there. it. You got to earn to get Monday night games. Until then, it just go to the good teams. I think Sunday and Thursday. Yeah. Well, even Thursday nights, I don't want a bad game. I'm, Thursday, I'm willing to just give us a throwaway game because like Thursdays. And that's Thursday a lot. had a run of games this past year. They did that's pretty good. They did have a couple of good ones. Oh. But that being said, I feel like we should just go through the list. You're not Monday night worthy. Just well, relegate them. Relegate them. I feel like we need to figure to just, it out for next week. To just Sunday after sun, early Sunday games only. Like those teams should only be able to play on like early Sunday games. Like, all right, you you're bad, you're going to get in these time slots. Yep. You know what? That's how you that's how you punish these teams. You no know, primetime games for you. you. No like one needs this. to see this poop. Yep. No. I'm with you. We'll yeah. figure that list out. There you go. All right. You're welcome, y'all. Well, we'll be back next week. Go download the pod. Hang out with us. We're gonna play some uh new music from Steven Joseph on Instagram, so check that out. TBP, not a game. Other than that, it's been real, y'all. Game over, man. It's game over. Next up, the show. Here, Here it is. is. All right, we're working on it. We're getting there. Maybe... I mean, I have a lot more hot takes about basketball. Let's, let's, let's get some hot takes while I figure this out. All right, Steph, Steph's um, warm-up is sicker than anyone else's actual game. Uh, meaning, I would pay more money to watch Steph just warm up than I'd pay to watch any actual basketball game right now. Facts. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather watch him than uh, most things in life, yeah. I'd yeah. rather watch him shoot and do his warm-ups than I'd rather watch anyone dunk right now in the NBA. No one's dunking that spectacular, so yeah. John Morant's getting. Oh, I take it back. Yeah, he, he just some, had a nasty yeah. poster tonight. Um, all right, so there's there's one of my hot takes. Uh, we just discussed another one. I gotta grind my gears. <laughs> I mean, do you want to do the grinds my gears while I figure this Why out? Why not? Here we go. You know what really grinds my gears? When you're on a plane, and people, the plane lands, the seatbelt sign goes away. And you're now allowed to move about the cabin. That does not mean you get to start just pushing your way up to the front. There are rules. And if we do not obey those rules in society, all we have is chaos. I hate when people from rows, several rows behind me, by the time I'm like getting up to get my bag, are already there. I always, at that point, become extra passive aggressive and insert myself in front of them physically so they can go no further. I am not a stander-upper when the plane lands. I wait until I see people moving because there's no point, right? But, folks, play by the rules. All right, got it. Here it is! From deep inside your audio device of choice. <laughs>